Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Looking Bombing Now podcast. Uh, with me today, very special guest, Pete Gersio. I'm Pete. bombing now. What I'm is the go- one who's bombing. He is. <laughs> we started off strong and we are nosediving straight from the top. Yep. Uh, Pete, thank you for coming. My pleasure. Uh, nice I'm not- and sweaty. Yeah, it's actually very cool in here, but um, do you have an issue with sweat- sweatiness? Do you get No, no. I just took off my helmet, so I'm oh. all red and sweaty. So uh, for, for the viewers at I home, hope he's, he's riding a bike. Both of you can see that. Yeah. Come on. Um, I've known Pete for about eight years, nine years, something like that. One of my, my oldest friends uh, in L.A., but I actually don't know where you hail from. Where did you start doing comedy? Where are you from, Pete? I was born in Baltimore. I grew up in the North Shore suburbs of Chicago, a place called Deerfield. And then I started stand-up in Denver after I went to University of Denver. Wow. Okay, so did you graduate from Denver or college in general? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. In comedy. What, what did you major? Com- what did you major? In? Oh, oh, what did I major? <laughs> in? Uh, digital media studies. Digital media. Yeah, all things technology related. Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And did you before you did stand up? Did you have any background of performing or anything like that? I sang lead vocals in two rock bands yeah. before I ever tried stand up. Yeah. What? Uh, okay, so. I'm I'm really curious about these bands. Did they break up or did you leave them? The first band I formed with two friends and then we added two more people um, and released a couple of EPs and did some shows and then we broke up. Mm -hmm. And then the other band was a Chicago-based band that we found each other through like MySpace or something because my band had broke up at our our page was still up or something, and they found my stuff and said, hey, we're looking for a new vocalist. We have an album that's ready to re- be recorded, and we're, we're signed to a label, and we just need... So they flew me to Chicago, and I recorded some stuff with them and then did some shows with them, but didn't, uh, didn't go with them. I had no idea. Yeah. I've known Pete for almost 10 years. I had no idea that you sang, but it does make sense. Uh, I was in two bands. Wow. Uh, okay, so you, you were able to perform. You, you did some touring. You, you guys did yeah, a little, a little bit, bit touring? Yeah, So then what was... Uh, what helped you make the shift from uh, a lead uh, in a band to wanting to do stand-up? I had always loved stand-up. I watched uh, stand-up and listened to stand-up albums and watched SNL and watched sketch and watched stuff when I was little. And I, uh, I, got, I understood at least the music of it. I understood why the punchline is funny now, but not now. You know, <laughs> like you get the... Um, but I always thought like, oh, I can't do that. You can't, I can't become a comedian. I can't become a stand-up. The people who are stand-ups are Jerry Seinfeld and Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock and all these like big comedy celebrity types. I'm like, I'm, I'm a guy. I'm You're just Pete. some guy. Yeah, I can't. They, and then uh, in Denver, I saw some local like pro amateur comics. Mm-hmm. And I, the only stand-up I had ever really seen was like real professionals. And I saw these guys and I was like, well, these guys work at Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> I work at Chipotle. I can, I should. So I went up to one of them afterwards and I was like, I've been wanting to do this forever. What do I do? Where do I go? And he said, I hosted an open mic at the Squire Lounge on Tuesdays. Come on down. And so I did every week. Wow. Yeah. So you started uh, open mic. You were inspired by a Chipotle uh, worker that was doing it. Yeah. Uh, that first show, did you have any nerves? Did you have, uh, did you invite people? I brought two friends. Mm. Um, I was definitely nervous, more excited than anything. Um, I don't know. I had been on stage a handful of times singing, and uh, in between songs, I would always 
banter with the guitarists, mm -hmm. joke around with the crowd, talk to the, and I realized like stand-up is just the time in between songs. Yeah. You don't have to like stop being funny and go, all right, one, two, three, and then sing and yeah. you just be funny. That's the best part. Yeah. That's my favorite part. So um, the first time I was like, I was like, oh my God, I wonder if I can do this. I wonder. Uh, and the, the open mic that I started at was, I was very lucky because the vast majority of open mics are painful. The they're just unproductive. Yeah. They're awful. Mm -hmm. um, this was an open mic, but it was a really good show. It was the best comics in the state doing their new material. And then a couple of new guys who just got here and then like crazy people from right outside the bar getting on yeah. stage and like screaming about the aliens in their eyebrows and of stuff. Course, of course. So it was a, and this bar was packed every week. Like it was a really good booked show, but an open mic. Mm -hmm. um, and so I got to, I got to be tempered in that, which was nice. Did you freak out at all? Did you do anything to prep? I didn't freak out. I mean, I prepped in that I wrote my jokes, but mm -hmm. I didn't know, like, uh, you know, I, I, it actually went pretty well. I got some mm -hmm. laughs. I did, I did pretty, the second time I super, super bombed, which I've heard is very common. <laughs> but um, the first time I was like, I knew my stuff. Uh, the, the problem, I was pretty confident. I was pretty like, I think I can at least do this at not the beginner level. Like I've, I've been in enough comedic related things and or on stage yeah. that like, I'm not going to be an embarrassment. But um, I didn't have my, I didn't have my jokes paced out the way that they should be. And I've noticed that like, I'll have lots of friends who have seen me perform a bunch of times go, I want to try, I've always wanted to try stand up. What should I do? And I go, right, you've been thinking about bits, right? Write your jokes, write your material, and then what's gonna happen is you're gonna bring me a piece of paper with your jokes, with your, with your five minutes or your whatever, and it is going to be a comedic essay. Mm -hmm. And it is not written to be spoken out loud. I said, okay, read this out loud and tell me where in here you stop, the audience laughs, you wait, and then you keep talking again. Yep. It's not in there because you wrote a letter, a funny mm -hmm. article instead of stand-up. And I'm sure my first time was a fun Yeah, article. absolutely, and that, that's a great point. I wanted to ask you, when, when did you get kind of your structure for like writing a joke? And maybe it just kind of came to you from the I beginning. I haven't. Oh, you still don't have it. No, no. What, I and, reinvent the, the wheel every single wow. time I start a new bit. I'm like, so how do jokes work? Yeah. <laughs> how do I make them laugh at the end? Wow, so every yeah. time it's just super fresh for you then. Um, the, I've probably gotten 4% better. Wow, 4%. Yeah. I think you're being modest. But I am. Yeah. Four percent, though. So you, even today, you you don't have like a uh, any sort of like structure. Like if you're gonna go, do you have it? Do you set aside time to say I'm if today's Sunday? I'm writing jokes today. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 So Not sometimes. regularly enough, but there are mm -hmm. when circumstances are right. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'll put I'll put like tonight, 8 p.m. till bed. Mm -hmm. I am walking in circles and trying to write jokes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I can't sit down and write. Yeah. I have to walk around and mm -hmm. do it out loud. When you're when you're writing, whether it's like new jokes or jokes you're trying to uh, kind of mold or adjust, mm -hmm. do you have a different approach? If they're maybe jokes you've already said, but you want to like, all right, well, I you know listen to the recording. Yeah, I'll watch the video of myself mm -hmm. doing it and go, I know this part of the joke is strong. I always kind of skip over this middle part because it's not that good, and so I kind of go over it real quick because I know the ending's really good. Mm -hmm. So I'll just repeat it to myself out loud. I just yeah. have to be in motion and talking. Yep. Uh, quiet and writing is like, I will write 
garbage. I'll, or it'll just be bad. So I have to do it as though I'm doing it to a crowd and as though I'm, and I just let myself freestyle with it. And then when I think of a good line, I run back to my laptop and add it. And then I do it again and do it again. And I add a bunch of extra thoughts. And then I take my best stuff and kind of structure it up mm -hmm. and figure it out the shape. Yeah. Wow. Everybody's different. That's, that's yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. I what have other so. people said? Uh, other people have said they rank each joke. They put a number next to a joke. Whether it got huge laugh, medium laugh, mm -hmm. not a good laugh. You had like, Dat Fan on you, the show. That's yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, we had Dat Fan. Uh -huh. uh, He's a yeah. titan. Yeah, he sure yeah. is. Yeah, um, yeah. Everybody's all over the place. I'm, I'm always curious that's how, fun. how people structure theirs. Um, Pete's done a lot of, uh, of touring oh, himself. So, so much touring. So much touring. Um, with that, I'm sure there's been a lot of weird shows and maybe bombing that comes with that. Is oh, there, yeah. is there a notable bomb or <laughs> bombs, whether it's like either a, you put a lot of weight on a show and it didn't go well, or maybe nobody showed up for a show. Is there one that really sticks out? Um, <clears throat> uh, yep. Um, I was booked to do a college in the middle of Tennessee. Fuck yeah. And uh, they booked me, because usually when you do a college, they book you 45 to 60 minutes, right? That's like mm -hmm. a, a headline. And usually I'll do an hour 15, an hour 20, just because I'm already here. Yeah. Why not? Like, right. I'm not going to do 45 minutes and go, I'm done. Yeah. Like, if they're fun, I'll be going on and on. But so they booked me to do like an hour. And then they said, uh, oh, actually, you're going to be hosting an, uh, a talent show for the students, by the students mm -hmm. on campus. And you're going to do stand-up during the talent show. And I was like, this is going to be awful. <laughs> They're not going to want to see me. They want to no, see their friends do the talent show. Yeah. They don't care about this yeah. random dude. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, okay, if that's what it's going to be. Uh, and they were like, we're still figuring out the structure of the show, how many minutes. And then mm -hmm. I said, here's how we got to do this. I should do like 20, 30 minutes at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we bring up the first half of the talent show and a bunch of the acts. And then like halftime, I'll do another 20, 30 minutes, my other half, and then we'll bring on the rest of the end. Don't make me do two minutes here and five minutes here. They're gonna, right. I'll get no momentum, they'll forget about me. That, and so they were like, okay, cool. And then they sent me a, a Word doc, like a seven page Word doc. It was a script of the talent show. First was a bunch of announcements that the programs board was making, and then like I had, and then like Pete comes out and does seven minutes, and then and it's and it's in different font and different color. Every person that says something different, uh, and so it was like Pete two minutes, Pete one minute oh, here, Pete, Lord. and uh, and my openings, and it was a huge indoor athletic facility that looked like it had been built 10 minutes ago. Like it was sparkling. It was made a million dollars and it was perfect. And we were in, there was an indoor, there was a track, an indoor track. Yeah. And then upstairs, there was another around the, like a balcony with another track that you could like be on and look over the edge, right? And it was this super high ceiling, super huge build room, not a soft surface in the room. It was an echo chamber. And they rented this giant stage with like truss with like huge lights and everything. And uh, I was on stage about 30 feet from the stage. There was a table with four judges. And then like 25 feet behind them, 2,000 students. Yeah. And I came, like they did some, you know, welcome to the show and da 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 and introduced me. And I did a few minutes and they liked me. I got my laughs. I did, but they're so far away yeah. that I can't <laughs> see a single soul. And all their laughs are like, echoing it's just Delayed. horrible acoustics mm -hmm. and um and then i had to make announcements at the end of my set about like homecoming parking or something <laughs> and i'm like reading a script 
but I had to turn it this way because the lights are so bright that yeah. I can't read it. So I'm like mm -hmm. reading it like this. And then I have to bring up each act and go, this guy's coming up and these girls. And, um, and then there were points later and there's like, Pete does five minutes here, mm -hmm. Pete does two minutes here. And I was like, each time I do jokes, they want to see me less. Yeah. I, I, they don't care about me, and I, they, I wouldn't. Yeah, of they were not. like they're here to see them, they, and their friends were like it was like sixty-four girls in a grid doing stomp dance and like like steppers, and mm -hmm. um, it was it was it was doomed like from yeah. the beginning. I told the girl who was running it, I was like they're gonna not want to see me, and she was like it's fine, it's fine, just do it, and um, it was going fine. I was doing a couple jokes, but also it was like <laughs> it was like. A, uh, there was a huge screen next to the stage mm -hmm. with like slideshows or video of the people doing it. And there's like this black sophomore kid rapping about like, yo, they're killing us in the streets, which they absolutely are yeah. with a slideshow. <laughs> and then I have to go up like Malcolm, everybody, like get me out of here. Like nobody wants to see me. I don't want to see me. This is so inappropriate to have Dang. a comedian hosting. Like, wasn't this, that hilarious? I was talking right. about police brutality. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, and, uh, and so there was like halfway through or three quarters of the way through, it was like, I was doing a little joke here and a little joke mm -hmm. here, I was getting laughs and stuff, but I was like, they don't want to see me the less time. And I want to, I'm a comic. I want to do stand up, but I, this is not the yeah. place or the time. So I kept telling the programs board girl, I was like, this, this set that's coming up, this seven minute set, I should do maybe two minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, this is not about me. This yeah. is not my show. And she was like, she was like, no, you should do it. I'm like, I really, it's not going to go well. They're mm -hmm. going to like, like two minutes they'll give me. But after that, they're like, we don't want to see you, bud. Like we're, this is, and she was like, whatever you think is right. So I went up and I did a few more minutes and it went really okay. Really okay. And then it started getting worse and worse as I was supposed to do like another seven, eight minutes. And there I was losing them, losing them, losing yep. them. And I'm losing them and they're a mile from the stage. Oh. Like the laughs are dimming, getting yep. quieter. Mm -hmm. And I could tell that I really lost them on one joke. And then I was like, all right, um, uh, should I tell you guys one last story? And then from the distance, I hear four girls in Houston go, <laughs> and I was like, cool, I didn't think so. Yeah. Let's bring up yeah. your next act. Yeah, this next um, person swallows swords. And, and the, 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 the local townie AV guys kept yeah. giving people, like the wireless mic with the red tape on it and the blue tape. Mm -hmm. They kept giving people the wrong mic so they would... Oh, perfect. And I was like, guys, the, how, are you, how am yeah. I doing... Get, no, not that how mic. How long was the show? Oh, an hour and a hours, half. Like, yeah, hour forty-five. Um, and some of the talents were really good. Some yeah. of them were really good singers. Some of, them, and um, and I was like, they were liking me less and less and less as the show went on, <laughs> as they should have. And then they were like, okay, everybody, we're gonna tally up the votes. Everybody, just hang out for a few minutes, and we'll announce the winners. And they turn on super loud music, and the whole place starts dancing. Everybody yeah. stands up, and they're dancing, going crazy. And then they hadn't told me who the winner was, who had been like 10 minutes. And Perfect. I was like, who's, who's the winner? And I My saw Malcolm. the programs board, <laughs> well, I saw the programs board girl sitting like at a laptop with the AV guys and a couple other students and they're looking around this laptop and I was like, who's the I need to go announce the winner. And they were like, so the text to vote software that we're using, um, we only paid for the trial version oh, and it only counted God. the first 50 votes. And I was like, <laughs> can you buy like the lowest oh. level version so yeah. that the rest of the votes in line, they were like, for how many votes we're tallying, that would cost $14,000. Oh and I was like, God. 
so what are we going to do? Yeah, like, and we can't they were like, the American Idol you're going to go out there and you're going to take the top three from the voting and you're going to put your hand over them and you decide based on applause. And I was like, that's absolutely not happening. Wow. Are you kidding me? So then you have to be the guy... Right, you, I get to, it's yeah, my, it's yeah. subjective <laughs> right. from the one guy we don't know or like. And so I was like, that is absolutely not, and it's impossible to judge the applause in this giant empty Costco right. that I'm performing in. And so, um, and so one of the AV guys was like, I have a decibel meter on my phone, we'll use that. I was like, great, we're using that, that's yeah. a number. And so we did, after we, we made announcements for, um, we had to announce all of the different fraternities and sororities for some reason, just a giant list of them. And as we would name one, you would hear them in the distance. One of them would go, blah, 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 and then 17 of them in unison would go, and they would do their chant or whatever, and one after another, after another, after another. And that took 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. And then finally, uh, we, we, we picked the winner, and it was... Uh, it was two identical twin. This was an extremely black, extremely conservative religious uh, audience. And, oh, and okay. the guys who won were two identical twin white gospel singers with beautiful voices who harmonized wonderfully, who sang Alicia Keys, If I Ain't Got You. Oh, but they changed the chorus to, If I Ain't Got You, Jesus. Oh, yeah. And the place went... <laughs> Beatles on the late night, on late, on like Ed Sullivan. They were oh, already that. cheering because these two guys were so good. And then when they revealed that the chorus was I Ain't Got You, Jesus, the place elevated. It went, oh, I have video of the moment they changed it to, and it's like, ah! it's like Elvis was on stage. <laughs> it went crazy. And they were really oh, good, man. but um, I don't know if they actually won because of the voting software and oh, they took right, right, right. 50 of the votes. And then, uh, and then as everyone was leaving, I was like, I was like, took the check and was like, That's sorry. They were like, you were great. We were, I was like, I was not. What yeah. are you talking about? And there was one dude in the audience who was like, I thought you were funny. Yeah. And I was like, great. And then I got in my tiny rental Toyota Yaris and drove away as fast as I could. Wow. That's an yeah. amazing story. Did you time. book that yourself? or is that No, that was that through a uh, college agent. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, you know, you got paid. It was a great experience. Mm -hmm. You had a story to tell. I did want to ask you about your TikTok experience. People might not know, Pete has over a million followers on TikTok. I'm curious what life is like as a person <laughs> with over a million followers. People Here ask, it is. They ask you for this pictures. This is what life is like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You just do podcasts Doing a all podcast the time. Sunday afternoon, looking sweaty. What's life but like? I want to know if you... Yeah, people life? ask for autographs, pictures no, of you. No, Maybe I, if I were... If I were um, surrounding myself with teens at all mm, times yeah. but I think the vast majority of my followers are teen Just, college age kids so when I go do colleges and stuff yeah. now people have know who I am so you, you do have you've gotten like a, you've had a lot of traction building TikToks to help you book shows yes yeah. Yeah. So that's been a huge I've had to do it though. Mm -hmm. It's not just like I get lots of followers and therefore lots of shows come in. I've yeah. still had to so, figure out ways to capture audience contact and yeah. book shows because TikTok is an extremely creator unfriendly app. Yeah. There's no way you can have a bazillion followers. It's like, how do you tell them about your tour dates? You can't contact them. Yeah. You have to put your tour dates on a video and then hope that video goes super duper viral so they all see yeah. it. But just because you have lots of followers doesn't mean you get lots of views. Yeah. You can have 5 million followers. If you put up a video that's not good, it'll get 6,000 views. Like, it yeah. doesn't matter. So that's kind of the beauty of TikTok, that yeah. your very first video can go viral if it's mm -hmm. really, really, really good. 
but uh, it's really not a, not a creator-friendly thing. Have there been any big adjustments, like anything stand-up that you've had to do with TikTok? Like maybe you started doing something one way, it was getting a decent amount of views or whatever, and then maybe you, you switched, maybe like it was lighting or something like that. Anything that you did that really kind of changed the game, that got you followers or just a lot of views? My actual state, like the bits that I do in, on stage at our shows are three, four minutes long, two, three, four minutes long. Mm -hmm. TikTok, I write 31 second jokes, yeah. 24 second jokes, 55 second jokes because that's what's gonna, I mean, when was the, what was the last stand-up video that you saw that went viral that was three and a half minutes? Right. Almost never, it's not impossible, but almost. And so I have had to completely reverse how I write for, so I've, you know, I write for social media and I write for stage, mm -hmm. but I'll write um, for social media on stage and write really quick more globally because if a joke is esoteric if it's kind of yeah. niche if it's kind of if it is if you post it on social media and the first handful of people who see it have never heard of ducktales yeah it will die yeah so it has to be i try to be a little broader and a little more global a little more you know to to hit a, an audience cuz the audience is everyone right in the world yeah so it's like can you make everyone laugh which is so not my default mode mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if that's the game i'll yeah i'll try to i'll write stuff for that and how many of those jokes do you do on tiktok do you do you, do you use tiktok as a as a testing ground almost as your open mic and then do a little shows yeah. yeah some of the stuff that i write for social media gets into stage stuff not much got it yeah all right. Yeah. Pete, where can everybody follow you on social media? TikTok, of course. Let them know. My name is on the bottom right now. Jake is adding a bunch of very fancy graphics. Do you see how they're like 3D and there are flames coming off of them? Photorealistic flames. Okay. This guy is incredible. Thanks I, for that, I man. Don't That's have the fantastic. For that. So I've never yeah. seen my handle look as good yeah. as wow. at Pete Garcio. 3D photorealistic flames. Thanks. Right, we'll see. We'll see about that, folks. Uh, Pete, thanks for joining the show. My pleasure. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on the next Look Who's Bombing Out podcast. <laughs>